Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We want to thank today's sponsors of Detroit Today, Detroit WDET's sustaining members. These fine contributors give a set monthly amount to the support all of our programs here, all the news and music you enjoy and rely on every day here on WDET. Thank you so much to those of you who do that. That's what makes this show possible and everything else that you hear on the station. A little later in the program, we're going to talk about a controversy that has cropped up around the construction, the placement, and the character of the Obama Presidential Library in Chicago. It's something that has gotten a lot of attention in Chicago, but not a whole lot outside of it. We're going to talk with Blair Kamen, who is the architecture critic for the Chicago Tribune, about what people are objecting to when it comes to that presidential library. But speaking of President Obama, yesterday the National Portrait Gallery in Washington, D.C. unveiled the official portraits of Barack and Michelle Obama. The large paintings were crafted by Kahinde Wiley and Amy Sherald, respectively, and were the first presidential portraits painted by African-American artists. They are stunning works, unlike any presidential portrait I can recall Amy Sherald's gray-toned depiction of the former first lady is offset by a modern gown and a blue backdrop. Kendi Wiley's portrait of President Obama speaks to Wiley's hyper-real style, with the former president sitting in front of a wall of greenery and flowers, gently growing around his legs and shoulder. Wiley is also the artist behind one of the Detroit Institute of Art's most memorable works called Officer of the Hussars, which shows a young and modern African-American man atop a white horse rearing as a Napoleonic steed. What's the significance of the choices that were made here to design and complete these portraits, both by the Obamas and by the artists? And what's the cultural significance of this moment? You have the first African-American president and his wife being depicted by African-American artists. There is something quite notable about all of those dynamics. That's where we want to start the conversation today. And of course, as always, we want to hear from you. What do you think of these portraits of President Obama and his wife, Michelle. What do you think of the style? How do you sort of put them in the context of other presidential portraits you, that you might have seen? Uh, are you in favor of these of these portraits? Do you think that they are uh, appropriately rendered uh, visages of the president and his wife? Or are you sort of unsure about uh, whether this is the right way to depict uh, someone who occupied the highest office in our country. If you want to join the conversation, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones, 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page where we've already got a really robust conversation going about these portraits. Uh, we put a post up yesterday that people have really been taking part in for a long time. You can also go to the Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we will try to work you into the conversation here on air. Joining us now, though, to talk about these portraits and help us understand the context that we need to put them in is Valerie Mercer, uh, the curator of African-American art at the Detroit Institute of Arts. Valerie, welcome back to Detroit Today. Hi, Stephen. Thanks a, for having me back. Great to see you. I was, I, I have to say, I was 
really, really excited uh, all night and all morning thinking that I was going to get to talk to you this morning about <laughs> these portraits because of all the people I know here in Detroit, you are the the person that uh, whose understanding of not just uh, the artists here but of the context of African American art, I thought uh, this is the this is the person whose opinion I want to hear. So let's start. <laughs> let's start with your general reaction to these portraits, which, as I said, are very different from any presidential portrait we have seen. Uh, but even let's take them out of the context of presidential portraits. They are stunning works of art, all on their own. Yeah, probably like a lot of people, I was. Um stunned by them when they were unveiled uh and uh but knowing the work of these artists i expected them to be uh very boldly different and the decision to choose them was also very bold mm-hmm. um it seems that um the obamas did not want anything uh, traditional mm-hmm. and intent to make a statement by selecting these artists um, who are really known for their portraiture and the fact of how different it is in their depiction of African-American people. A lot of times they are youngish people, but um, they're, uh, Kahinda is certainly more well-known than Amy, but I'm sure she'll be become a household <laughs> name help, very right? soon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I actually, I, I like the paintings very much. I think for a lot of people, it may take some getting used to, mm-hmm. but um, I think that's what makes it exciting. They are kind of more conceptual than meant to be an actual, you know, photographic depiction sure. of uh, uh, Obama, Barack Obama, and Michelle Obama. That's what these artists do. Yeah, you know. So, so let's talk about the the specific works themselves, uh, mm-hmm. and and what what you think we are meant to sort of take away from uh, these portraits. As you point out, <clears throat> they are not uh, as most portraits are. Most presidential portraits, they're not sort of literal kind of photographic images of of the president and his wife. They are depictions. They are. Uh, uh, depictions, uh, renderings, I guess may, you might you might call them. What mm-hmm. what what do you imagine the artist is trying to make us think or feel uh, with with these with these works? We'll start with the one of the of President Obama. Well, in many respects, I think um, uh, Kahinda is showing us how he sees Obama mm-hmm. and how he feels many of us see Obama. Uh, the president, former president, is shown here uh, looking. Quite serious yes. and uh, thoughtful, uh, but he looks relaxed. You know, he doesn't have a tie on. He looks like he's ready to work or tackle a subject. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, but I love the fact of seeing um, him in this uh, 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 composition with uh, uh, foliage around him and flowers. Yeah. That's very different. It is. To show um, a uh, significant figure in American government that way. But uh, again, this is intended to be different. Those uh, flowers and the foliage really do represent uh, uh, aspects of uh, Obama's life. Um, 
you know, they, certain flowers represent Kenya and as well um, Chicago and uh, Hawaii. So all the, all, you know, the way Kahan uh, depicted these flowers. It's quite intentional. Yeah, it's yeah. all intentional to yeah. make a statement about Obama and his history. Yeah. But I love it. He looks he looks as handsome as ever. I was going to say it looks it looks <laughs> like him. I mean it's not yeah. uh the image itself is not meant to be sort of uh reflective of a, of a photograph, but the image of the president his face is is quite uh sure. accurate. Um, and I think it is how a lot of us see him as uh thoughtful, uh serious, very intelligent <laughs> and uh problem solving, you know, um but um at the same time he does look um, like he's ready to go to work. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and his background has so much to do with labor and hard work as sure. well as, you know, intellectual labor, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the thing that leapt out to me about that image is, is kind of the contrast between the chair he's sitting in, which is – uh, mm-hmm. The kind of chair you might see another president sitting in for mm-hmm. for his portrait, and the flowers uh, behind him, and it, it, I feel like that's the space where uh, these two really divergent parts of him come come together. Yeah, well, the chair for me is mindful of, um, as you said, like what other presidents of the past may have sat in, you know, quite traditional. Uh, Looks Eurocentric, mm-hmm. but that's also uh, uh, has a lot to do with Kahinda's approach to painting and him using often your famous European uh, masterworks uh-huh. uh, for the source material for his art, just like the one we have at the DIA right. is after uh, the work of Theodore uh, Jericho's uh, Officer of the Hussars painted in 1812. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk now about the, the portrait of Michelle Obama, which I think is equally stunning. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it is a little more stark. Uh, right. The image and the background, I think, make it sort of a more uh, immediately sort of um, stunning image, I guess, than, than, than the other. Talk about what, what we're meant to, to take away from this image. Sure. Um, I think we're meant to take away... From uh, Amy's painting, the, the sense she has of uh, Michelle as being um, intelligent, um, serious, uh, you know, just like <laughs> her husband, mm-hmm. um, very uh, attractive. Um, also, her dress certainly makes her look as though she's, uh, uh, you, you know, known for her style. Yes. Uh, this is a very contemporary uh, gown with these designs all over uh, the um, black and white, a little bit of color in the gown. Uh-huh. But um, what I like about it is uh, it does have this traditional, um, slightly traditional way of positioning her like, um, I would say, almost like a triangle, mm-hmm. you know, with her head at the top and her body flowing down um, on each side. But, but it makes her, you know, of course, dominate the composition. Yes. Uh, and the background, while she and the, the dress is mostly in this um, 
Her skin is in this gray tone, which the artist is very well known for. And it has a lot to do, do with the artist's idea of, um, you know, she, she mainly does paint black people, yes. Amy does, and she always uses gray. Uh, but that has to do with her notion of their skin tone not being hugely significant in her work. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's the same. It, I guess I think of it somewhat similar, although they both may have different justifications. Uh, uh, Kerry James Marshall uses black uh -huh. for a lot of his African-American figures. But this is her way of doing it. And she puts this, um, puts Michelle against this backdrop that's uh, sort of a pale or light blue. So that her, you know, her figure and all, um, and and just sort of the design of her form in uh -huh. a way stands out very starkly. Yeah. But but I I love it because uh, I've never seen <laughs> uh, uh, a painting of of course a first lady who is African American sure. and the same thing with uh, Obama, uh, her husband with. Michelle's husband, Barack right. Obama. Right. This this is really a huge step. Yeah. Uh, what one thing I notice about the Michelle Obama portrait mm -hmm. is the the, uh, or at least I detect, uh, sort of an impressionistic uh, dynamic in it. Uh, the way that that she's drawn and and um, yes, that strikes me as different. Yeah, well, some people, uh, I think I've read online and even, you know, talking to people <laughs> at the museum, <laughs> getting different voices in on this. You know, some people felt uh, it didn't look like Michelle. Yeah. But I think uh, I read something where the artist uh, Amy was talking about how um, I think she's aware that some people might say that. But uh, at particular moments when she photographed Michelle mm -hmm. for the portrait, even though she also did some of it with Michelle sitting there. But she has said in a lot of the photographs, this to her is how Michelle looked. Mm. It does have a lot to do with the artist concept, which is which is very much what contemporary art is about. Yeah. It's not about what uh, what a photograph or you know basically a camera can do. It has a lot. You 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 these artists were commissioned. And in this case, like with a lot of contemporary art, they're commissioned because of how they work and their particular viewpoint. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I want to quickly, before we get to the phones, we got a sure. lot of folks who want to participate in the conversation. Um, I, I want to talk about the, the, the racial dynamics that, sure. that, that surround uh, not just these mm -hmm. images, but portraiture generally. Sure. There is a very rich and complicated history of black portraiture. Yeah, and I think that is, that's the reason why um, a number, quite a number of African American contemporary artists are doing portraiture, because we've always, we've had a long, um, somewhat difficult history with our, our portrait in Absolutely. this country. You know, for so long it was the um, racist um, uh, images, the racist caricatures that dominated popular culture and even in some instances fine art uh, painting I've seen that myself um, and so it really wasn't until around the time of mostly um, there certainly were some uh, 19th century African-American artists who did do portraits of blacks although they're very 
minimal in mm-hmm. number, mm-hmm. Uh, mainly because we didn't have the income to commission portraits for one thing. And these, the blacks they did show, were often reverends or yeah. someone very, uh, you know, sort of known in the community. Uh, but uh, it really happens with the Harlem Renaissance when we try to define our our the image of our people ourselves ourselves sure. and, and take control of that. That was part of their project uh, given to them by uh, you know uh, Elaine Locke mm-hmm. and W. B. Du Bois. So that started to change things, and it has continued since then. But we still have this long history in America and in the world of these. Uh, you know, dominant portraits of white <laughs> males, especially. Sure. And so uh, we're still trying to, um, uh, you know, express our identity, which is complex like anybody else's identity. You know, for a while it was, we only did very dignified and formal portraits because right. we were trying so desperately to, push back to overturn. these other images. Right. right. Yeah. Now, though, I think... Um, you find younger generations of artists has, have this sort of confidence to show uh, their people in much more, um, in such a variety of ways, very mm-hmm. diverse ways and different ways that do um, challenge tradition. And that's what makes it interesting and exciting. But I think we as a people, too, I, I see it especially in some older people, uh are sometimes still uncomfortable with our image. Uh-huh. A lot of it is because um, for so long we didn't see ourselves, and when we do see ourselves, <laughs> we're still sort of taken aback right. by someone's presentation of us. Yeah. But we'll get used to it. <laughs> we just need more wonderful artists. I was like going to say here, uh, you know, Kehinde Wiley and Amy Sherald really pushed the the envelope of what you're talking about there. I mean, there is there is. Almost no restraint, it feels like, on their creative expression here uh, that, that, that would have, uh, that may, may have held somebody back even 30 years ago from, from this kind of depiction. Oh, yeah. No, there were some funny things I read where Obama said um, uh, Kehinda, he didn't want Kehinda to put him on, uh, you know, one of those equestrian <laughs> On a horse, right? Yeah. He, he said he had enough... Uh, Issues, you know, <laughs> and uh, often upset people politically without looking like uh, Napoleon. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Valerie Mercer. She's the curator of African American art at the Detroit Institute of Arts. We're talking about the Obama portraits, uh, Barack and Michelle Obama, their official Portraits unveiled yesterday at the National Portrait Gallery, which is part of the Smithsonian in Washington, D.C. What did you think of these very stunning, departing images of Barack and Michelle Obama? Do you think this is the right way to depict a president? Is this the right way to depict the first African-American president? If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phone. That's 313-577-1019. 1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, Paul on Facebook says, I like them both. I find powerful messages and subtext in each. The Obama's not choosing conventional portrait style seems very fitting. His election was a watershed historical moment and a conventional portrait would be a missed opportunity. These radically unique approaches to portraits transcend the pedestrian traditional styles 
and aspire to a higher level of art. Gwen on Facebook says, I would have liked it better if he were brandishing a sword on a white stallion <laughs> there, <laughs> nodding to uh, Kahindi Wiley's uh, more more typical, I guess, depiction of, of African-Americans. Tiffany on Twitter says, I love both of these portraits immensely. They are so different from each other. Michelle Obama's gown and the quilting group story brought me to tears. I would like to hang both of these in my home. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's go to Sal in Detroit. Sal, welcome to Detroit today. How you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that I think both pieces are are great, and I think it's great that they're two different uh, artists, and so they kind of contrast each other. But um, I also think that it follows suit with the fact that he had, uh, you know, Shepard Ferry do campaign posters and then eventually actually doing a, a licensed poster. And then even during his campaign, he had a handful of, of well-known artists that did uh, posters for the campaign. Huh. Yeah, no, I, you know, and uh, that's an interesting point, mm-hmm. Sal. I'm not sure I had thought of that connection, but that that, that is a sort mm-hmm. of uh, tie, I guess, between the beginning of the Obama era and, and the end of it, that he's he was pushing those boundaries with art uh, even during the campaign. Sal, thanks very much for the call uh, in the comments. Let's go to Susan in Ann Arbor. Susan, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi, thank you so much. Uh-huh. Uh, I was just wondering if uh, you could comment on kind of the style of King Hindi Wiley's Pussar painting compared to the senior portrait of President Obama. Uh, the Hussar seems incredibly masterful, highly finished, um, and I love the portrait and I love the foliage, but everything seems rendered on Obama's uh, portrait as a, a little more um, not so finished. Huh. Not flat bash, but, um, you know, just a little rougher. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting observation, Susan. Uh, the 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 piece that you guys have at the DIA, uh, I've said before when I walk by it, it does almost look like a photograph, uh, mm-hmm. the way that sure. it's painted. And this this painting of uh, Obama doesn't doesn't uh, it, it's not done in the same style. What's the? I mean, I suppose you know it's just like any other artist. Lot they 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 do lots of different kinds of things. But is there a message or sure. a, uh, an intention there? Well, I think too, uh, like any artist. Um, uh, Kahinda is developing always, and uh, uh, that may be the reason for that because our painting was done, you know, years earlier, almost, yeah, now, um, quite a few years earlier. Mm -hmm. So uh, like any artist, he grows and changes. Um, I would have a hard time, though, saying that the style of this is so different until I saw it. Uh, up, close up close with my own right. eyes. Yeah. I mean, I know officer... We're looking at pictures. <laughs> right. I know officer of the Hussars very well and have looked at it a lot. But uh, for me to agree with uh, this wonderful caller, I would feel more comfortable if I, when when I see the painting at the uh, portrait gallery. Yeah. Because yeah. this is just a reproduction. Right. At this point, we are all looking at... Uh, just pictures of uh, yeah, <laughs> of but the I portraits. can't wait to see yeah, both know, of them. I know, I know. That's going to be something <laughs> to walk into that gallery and see those sitting there. Okay, uh, Valerie Mercer, curator of African American Art at the Detroit Institute of Arts. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit today.
We'll talk to you soon. Uh, up next, we're going to talk about how the Obama portraits fit in the pantheon of presidential portraiture generally. And don't forget, if you miss any of today's conversation, you can download the Detroit Today podcast on iTunes. Take us with you and listen when you are ready. We'll be right back on Detroit Today. Your city. Your town. Your voice. 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Before yesterday, when was the last time we spent so much time looking at and talking about a presidential portrait? The Obama's portraits have elevated the presidential portrait back into popular conscience, much to the light delight of our next guest. Paul Sadie is an alumni foundation professor at Mount Holyoke College who teaches and writes about American art. He wrote an article for the Washington Post last year titled How Presidents Use Their Portraits to Shape Their Legacy. Paul, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So uh, we were talking earlier in the show about how these uh, these portraits fit in the the, the context of art uh, generally, portraits generally, African American art uh, generally. Uh, y- you have a different perspective on these things because you're somebody who uh, spends a lot of time thinking about presidential portraits in particular. Let's start with uh, your reaction to the departure here, the the difference between these two portraits and so many of the others uh, that are in the National Portrait Gallery. Well, good question. Uh, there are two primary venues for presidential portrait, and one venue is the National Portrait Gallery. And there you'll find portraits, um, let's put it this way, the National Portrait Gallery is more like, you're more likely to see portraits that rock and roll at the NPG (laughs) than you would at the other primary site, which is the White House. Yes. (laughs) And those are more formal, they're more official, and of course the Obamas still need to have those portraits painted by somebody who knows. I'll be looking forward to seeing how that goes. But you can find things at the National Portrait Gallery, such a gallery such as Chuck Close's portrait of um, Bill Clinton, mm-hmm. which is huge and it's um, very interesting, very funny. I would say that that's that's even more of a departure than Kehinde Wiley's uh, portrait is. Maybe Amy Sherald's is quite unusual for uh, a first lady. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, let's talk about how presidents use these portraits to shape uh, their legacies. I, I, the, the National Portrait Gallery is someplace uh, that I spent a lot of time <clears throat> visiting when I worked in Washington uh, in, in the mid-2000s. Uh, I, I remember when it reopened in, in the mm-hmm. old uh, patent office, and I would go over there for lunch uh, quite frequently, um, there there are there are messages uh, that that presidents are certainly trying to convey uh, by who they whom they choose to to paint the portraits, but also the sort of setting and and the one that uh, I think comes uh, instantly to mind in that context for me is is Lyndon Johnson's uh, portrait at the mm-hmm. portrait gallery, which has the Capitol in the background, mm-hmm. which seems a little unusual for a president, except that if you think about uh, Lyndon Johnson's political career, he probably made as much an impression 
uh, in the Senate uh, as he did in 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 the White House. Uh, talk about how presidents make those decisions. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the Lyndon Johnson's protected. a great example uh, with the uh, Capitol behind, not only because of his career, but because of the civil rights legislation that he that, pushed through as president. That he pushed right. through. So that seemed to be entirely appropriate. Well, this is uh, it's a serious moment, uh, a portrait like this. Uh, it's not just. Uh, it is the beginning of a long story that is going to unfold over the next 10 years or 20 years, the next 100 years. Uh, and the question will be, how do we remember the person who was once president? Or if I, if I might flip that a little bit, how does the person who was once president shape our memory of him? And that, this is the beginning of that process. Uh, how will we, what, what is the legacy, uh, what sort of images are called to mind, uh, how would um, the president like to be uh, remembered? So these, these are important decisions, and certainly it started with the choice of uh, artists, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's not that um, Kehinde Wiley is the first African-American to have painted presidential uh, portraits of uh, the Clintons were painted by uh, Simi Knox, um, but they were painted in a very traditional kind of way that invoke um, the long heritage of the the presidential portrait. At least, uh, at least Bill Clinton's portrait did. So uh, it starts with that, and um, everything about the picture is going to be examined and thought through uh, for decades and decades. And and often presidential portraits. Uh, offer some insight into the person, but they also um, are about spin. I mean, there are things that are deliberately either inaccurate or that uh, tweak uh, the uh, memory of that person. This goes back to the original George Washington Mm -hmm. portraits, the big Gilbert Stewart's. Uh, of Washington, eight feet tall, you would come, and, and one of them, one of the great ones, hangs in the National Portrait Gallery. You'll have to walk by that one in order to get to Obama's <laughs> portrait. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you'll see, you'll see Washington standing there, and when I ask my students, uh, you know, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you look at this picture of Washington, they will probably say something like, well, boring. He looks stiff, he looks reserved, he looks <laughs> unanimated. He looks a bit deadbeat. He looks very formal. He looks like an icon. And, of course, that was the point. And Washington was anything but that. Sure. He was um, <laughs> animated. He had a violent temper. Uh, the artist himself was practically scared of Washington uh, while he was painting the portrait in the 1790s. But the portrait goes a long way to establish how we we remember that person and that presidency. So I think the Obama portrait's very important. I'll be looking forward to the White House portrait, yes, too. Yes, yes. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. Uh, my guest is Paul Stady. He is an alumni foundation professor at Mount Holyoke College. He teaches and writes about American art, and he wrote an article for the Washington Post last year titled How Presidents Use Their Portraits to shape their legacy. We are talking about the Obama portraits, the official uh, Obama portraits that were unveiled yesterday at the National Portrait Gallery in Washington, D.C., how they fit in the context of presidential portraiture, something that has been with us since the beginning. George Washington's portrait also hangs 
uh, in that gallery. Uh, we're interested in what your reaction is to these images, very different from the other images that hang in the gallery uh, and different uh, partially because they are the first African-Americans uh, who will be depicted in that gallery, but also the first paintings made by African-Americans uh, that will hang in that gallery. They also look quite different from most of the other uh, the other portraits in that gallery. Uh, you can go to the WDET Facebook page right now and look uh, at some of the portraits uh, that, that hang in the gallery as well as the Obama portraits. Also, you can participate in the conversation that has been going on there about this subject for uh, many hours now. Uh, you can also give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phone. So that's 313-577-1019 uh, to tell us what you think about these images, uh, how you think they comport with the idea of portraiture, of African-American portraiture, or of presidential Portraiture. You can also go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today will work you into the conversation. Stephen on Facebook says, I like them, but President Obama seems to lack the serious nature of the position. Mrs. Obama's is nice, but I'm not a fan of the abstract style of it. Uh, Kate on Twitter says, I think Jefferson's face, uh, she's speaking of the Jefferson portrait that is on the WDET Facebook page. She says, it speaks volumes about the artistic style of these new works. Of course, there is a very uh, stern and uh, solemn, I guess, look on Thomas Jefferson's face uh, in his portrait. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's go to Gil in Novi. Gil, welcome to Detroit Today. Hello, Steve. Hi. How, how are, are you? you? Good. I like your programs very well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I really like it. I'm from India. You see, I know a sick gentleman who has made the portrait of President Obama. He, so, he painted His name is Hrdyal Singh Kabli dot com. If you can uh, just talk to him even. He lives in New York. Huh. And, and he's, he's made his own portrait of... of uh, yeah. He wow. has made a portrait of President Obama, the 44th president. And I like the program uh, uh, which you are presenting today. And I saw the portrait yesterday. On TV, it was wonderful when he is shown and, and the background flowers and all that. Yeah, it yeah. looks so lovely. Yeah, Gil, I, I appreciate the call uh, and the comments. We'll we'll have to try to find uh, this this other portrait uh, of, of President Obama. I think I think uh, one of the things that uh, Gil's comment points up is just how popular uh, Barack Obama is, especially internationally, even now. That he's a former president. Uh, lots of people are very attracted to him and his image. Uh, Gil, thanks for listening, and of course, thanks for the call. Aaron in Detroit, you're up next. Aaron, welcome. Good to morning. Today. Hey, Aaron. Okay, so give me a little latitude here, Stephen. <laughs> okay. First, I'll, I'll take into account the factors that that we we wanted to have a uh, portrait painted by African American artist, which is beautiful. Uh, and we wanted it to be unique because this was a unique situation. But uh, I have a problem with the uh, the Obama portrait because the background, uh, after going through those two terms and all the strength that it took for him 
uh, the the tolerance, the patience, the, the you know the endurance that he had with everything working against him, it just seems to take away from the essence of what he had to deal with, hmm. and it seems to weaken his the memory of his presidency for me with the uh, the background. Hmm. Uh, it's an excellent uh, uh, portrait, but it just uh, doesn't express what I would want a uh, 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 um, memorial type of. of portrait to express for me uh the one of the first lady former first lady uh the biggest problem i have is that it doesn't look like her and i uh even though uh it was very feminizing to to uh weaken her arms uh her strength and and her the the power uh, of her body style uh uh made me respect her even more uh, the way she went into her fitness thing for the for the country and all of that, and so I didn't want a, a, a portrait to take away from that, and so I I don't like that one at all. I I can tolerate wow. the one of Obama, wow. but I don't like the one of the first lady at all. Yeah, that, Aaron, those are those are really interesting uh, perspectives. I've I've seen those criticisms in some other uh, some other spaces as well, uh, particularly the one that you're. Uh, raising about the Michelle Obama uh, uh, portrait, um, Paul Stady, I want to give you a chance to to respond to that. Now, I, 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 my understanding is that the White House portrait of Obama will be probably very different and maybe a little more to Aaron's liking. But I'll let you I'll let you address that that issue. Right, we don't know about the White House portrait. I'm very curious to know how that's going to go because. Uh, uh, I'll get back to uh, your um, um, listeners' comments in just a second, but when the, the, looking ahead to the White House portrait, mm-hmm. uh, it's a different situation because the host for that unveiling probably will be Donald Trump. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, I, and that, that politicizes it, it and, does. of course, it opens up the opportunity for um, the current president to be a poor host, to try to upstage, uh, you know, anything is possible. Uh, and so that one, I'm, I'm glad that the National Portrait Gallery portraits have come first. Mm-hmm. And the Obamas could wait and wait and wait to have an unveiling at the White House and uh, uh, to try to avoid the situation. I don't know, but I'm very curious to know how that's going to go. As far as uh, the two portraits, and right, of, of, of course, uh, you know, uh, the they're never going to do what everybody would like them to do. I think of the Obama portrait. I mean, it's, it's he's 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 sitting on that chair mm-hmm. uh, in front of that wall of ivy and plants, and of course, it was not a bed of roses while he was president. Uh, he had a difficult time. There was a lot of obstruction um, uh, to his uh, for his agenda, yes. um, and. Um, uh, but I think the point of the portrait is to set the terms for remembering and honoring, not necessarily to be a, a record of the presidency itself. And um, I think it does combine two, two interesting things. On the one hand, there's the garden. And um, it's rich and it's overflowing and mm-hmm. it has um, lilies and it has jasmine and it has chrysanthemums. And, uh, in fact, the, the plants are growing so actively, the ivy especially is growing so actively that some of it is is sort of starting to grow over the chair. Yeah, and yeah. in fact, a few leaves are um, 
um, you know, kind of curling around Obama's feet mm-hmm. and his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think in a few hours, he, he may disappear entirely, <laughs> you know, into the garden wall. Yeah. And I think the garden is an interesting thing, because for the most part, men don't have their portraits painted, especially important, powerful, significant men don't usually have their portraits painted uh, in uh, gardens. With flowers. Um, a right. few artists did historically, Gainsborough, the Pre-Raphaelites, and so on. But it's sort, it's sort of unusual because the, the goal, and you can see that over and over again with presidential portraits, the goal is to um, project respectability, to, re- to project significance. Yeah. And um, so I, I appreciate that it's full of color and it's rich. And I like it that these are, these, these are flowers from all over the world. And so it speaks to a kind of diversity that Obama embraced. Of course, not just garden diversity, but all kinds of uh, diversity in yeah. his uh, presidency. So I think that uh, that's, uh, turns out to be, I, w- I wouldn't have expected that, and that was a nice touch. I had spent some time wondering what I would have done if I had been uh, the <laughs> artist, even though I have no artistic ability <laughs> right. at all, since I'm an artist, I'm a historian. And, uh, you know, for sure, I would have um, thought of him, well, I'm going I'm to put him... I'm going to put him in on a basketball court right. and maybe holding a Spalding ball in his arm. Uh, right, some sort of sign of strength, right, uh, as opposed to the garden, which is a contrast. Uh, and the really a love, contrast. Yeah, yeah, I really like the way I, – I also really like the way that Kahindi Wiley did that. Uh, so, I, I, Aaron, I appreciate the call in the comments, and I think that's, that's the beauty of art is that uh, there will be lots of different opinions about it, and we will – not all agree. All right, Paul Stady, Alumni Foundation Professor at Mount Holyoke College. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Today. It's been my pleasure. Up next, we're going to talk about another aspect of President Obama's legacy, his presidential library on the south side of Chicago and the controversy surrounding that development. Stay with us on Detroit Today. <laughs> 